Welcome to today's Discover Crosspoint podcast. My name is Scott Kappelman, and I am joined today by three high school seniors. This is our second episode of High School Graduates. Uh, We had one that we released last week, and so we're excited to have these other three graduates. We were supposed to have four, but one of them ended up having some obligations and couldn't join us today. But I'm joined by Andre and Corey and Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Glad we can make it. We're glad to have you on here. So, are y'all nervous? Yes, a little. Andre said he's a, a little nervous. He said that before we started, so I just thought we'd get that out there. But we're going to make him a pro by the end of this podcast, and he'll want to do this again in the near future. <laughs> so, I know a little bit about each one of you, but we obviously will have people listening to this podcast who do not know your stories. And so, what I would like to do first is give you a chance to tell us a little bit about you, your family and where you went to high school. So we'll start with Amanda. Oh, okay. Uh, so I have a mom and a dad, obviously, and a younger sister. I'm the oldest in the family. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. My mom said she bought waterproof mascara, so it didn't run down her face when she cried. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was joking. Uh, so I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so... So your dad, he he works on campus. Yes. And then your mom's a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Has she done that all of your life, or did she work at some point and then later decided to be a stay-at-home mom? Uh, I think she worked before she had me, but because my dad's a professor, she doesn't need to work. Right. So she stayed at home, and I guess staying at home is technically a job, too. Yeah, it is. It's a big-time job. Not making any money, but it's still a job. (laughs) Well, I would say if we, as parents... As a husband, if you could pay your wife what she's worth for staying at home with the children, you'd probably be broke because she'd have it all because it's worth a lot. And then your sister, how much younger is she? Two years. Two she's years. Sophomore. She's a sophomore. Okay, very good. And you went to which school? Oh, Starkville High School. Starkville High School. Yeah. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Corey, tell us a little bit about your family and then where you went to high school. All right. Um, I'm the youngest of four kids. We're all pretty spread out. We're all about three and a half, four years spread apart. So my oldest sister is 30, and then I just turned 18 in January, so we're all very spread apart. My mom is a stay-at-home mom. She homeschooled all four of us. So she deserves a lot of money as well. (laughs) She does. She does. A lot of praise and money. Um, So I've been homeschooled since kindergarten. And um, my dad trains horses, and we have a feed business selling horse feed and goat feed and all the stuff. So I've grown up on a farm and all that good stuff. Now, let's talk about your dad for just a minute. When you say he breaks horses, does he do that Mm -hmm. for his own? Like, you raise horses and you sell them, and he breaks them before you sell them, or other people bring their horses to him? Other people bring their horses to him, and he trains them. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's pretty impressive. Has he ever had you out there helping him? Um, not willingly. Okay. <laughs> I, I have to do some things like I used to have to feed the horses in the morning with my sister and stuff like that, but it, it wasn't that difficult. But for the most part, he's the one out there actually on the horses and training the horses just because it's, it's kind of, it can be dangerous depending well, on the horse. That's what I was thinking. It would be a yeah. very dangerous he job. He doesn't really let me get anywhere close to the horses until he's like trained them really well. Okay, but you can ride horses. Mm-hmm. You know how to saddle it up and put the bridle in and take off. Well, embarrassingly enough, 
I am 18 years old and have lived on a ranch for 18 years, and I don't know how to saddle a horse. I I know. I know. It's really embarrassing. I showed for four years, and... My either my sister or my dad always saddled him up for me, and I just I was never into it. It was never my thing, and so in every situation they were trying to bribe me to get on a horse. So that was one of their ways. Wow, that's yeah. very fascinating. I would have yeah. thought you would have said, "Yeah, I can saddle any horse. Just uh, I, give I me about that, fifteen minutes." I wish that was my answer. It's kind of embarrassing, but okay. <laughs> so uh, now tell us a little bit about your high school. Where did you go? I'm homeschooled. I've been homeschooled since You did that the whole way through. All the way through, you yeah. You didn't do GTECs because I know we've had some previous guests who were... Mm-hmm. My senior year, I dual enrolled, or, well, yeah, I just finished a dual enrolling at EMCC. So I took a semester full of okay. classes my senior year. Yes, All sir. Right. But besides that, pretty much staying Homeschool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Mom taught. That's great. <laughs> Uh, let's now move to Andre. Andre, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about your family and uh, where you went to high school. So my parents are Ken and Anna Hosteller, and then I'm the oldest of two siblings. Um, Trenton, he's about four years younger than me. He's a drip. But, um, <laughs> my dad, he delivers Grace, or he used to live at Graceland Storage Buildings, but he delivers portable sheds. And then my mom does bookkeeping for multiple companies. And then I've been homeschooled all 13 years about all the way through yes sir just like Corey. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. okay so i, I like had that. uh one semester of dual enrollment as well so did that but now let's go back and chase a comment you said i have a younger brother trenton and he's a trip what do you mean by that let's <laughs> let's explore that for just a minute he's got a wild side he's a little entertaining sometimes and can get a little out of hand does he ever do things that end up getting you in trouble yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have I can actually believe this story. I've met Trenton enough and been around him enough to see he's a little mischievous is the word I would use for him. It's a good word for him. Okay. That's great. All right. Well, we're so happy that you're here. So we're going to go back to um, Amanda for just a few minutes. Okay. And uh, what I would like for you to do is uh, maybe tell us your favorite subject that you've studied in school or maybe your favorite teacher along the way. And it can be in high school. It can be along the way just, um, you know, it could be a teacher from elementary or junior high. So favorite subject or favorite teacher? That's hard. I don't really have a favorite subject, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Do you have one that you don't like? I'd say math isn't my favorite subject, but like it's not like I'm bad at math. I just don't necessarily like math that much. Yeah. Um, no, have you had everything up through like calculus? I haven't taken calculus. Didn't take calculus. Uh, it could, wouldn't fit into my schedule this year, so I took Trig at MSU instead. I see. Did you like Trig? Yeah, I like Trig. I prefer algebra over geometry. I would <laughs> agree with you on that. Although Trig is kind of like algebra and geometry. <laughs> well, it is, but... I don't know. I never did like geometry. I didn't like trig. I liked algebra. Yeah. So anyway, did you have a favorite teacher along the way? I had a lot of favorite teachers. Tell us two or three of them. Coach Fike in high school. I liked him a lot. And what did he teach you? He taught me biology in ninth grade, marine and aquatic science one and two in tenth grade, and AP environmental science in tenth grade. So he was a science teacher. He was a science teacher. <laughs> okay. I liked most of my teachers, honestly. I've, okay. re- I've had really good teachers. 
I like Mr. G this year. He taught AP government and politics. He has been teaching AP <laughs> government and politics. GOPO, I believe, is the word that I hear y'all use a lot. Yeah, just shortened form because AP government and politics is a mouthful. It is. That is exactly right. So, yeah, he's a good teacher, though. Yeah, he was fun. And I hear y'all had some good discussions in the class yeah. about government issues. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was, it was a fun class, actually. Good. As much as I don't like government or politics, it's a fun class. <laughs> I don't know anybody in the United States right now who probably does <laughs> like government and politics. It's so controversial, so I can understand. Maybe Dr. G and his classes are going to change the trend for us. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey, what about a favorite subject? And then I'm curious about your teacher, <laughs> who your favorite teacher might be. Well... In my mind, my favorite subject kind of goes back and forth between math and English. I know that I just told you before we started this podcast that I wanted to be an English professor. Right, you did. Yeah, but I, I go back and forth between math and English. Um, Since I was homeschooled, my mom taught me, and she was like, she's fantastic at math. And so from like her love of math, it kind of like rubbed off on me yeah. and like that in that way. So I have a love for math, but also I have a love for like reading and English and writing and all that stuff with literature and everything like that. So I kind of have a tie between it. There's certain moments where I kind of like a little, like one a little bit more than the other. It usually depends on what grade I get on a test where I'm like, oh, yep, the other one's my favorite now. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah. if your test scores are higher in English, you'd probably like English more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I, I enjoy both. I, I I like both. I I probably would lean more towards English, though, just because I really, really enjoy writing. Okay, so in English, when I when I think about my English experience from high school, mm-hmm. our teacher did more work with grammar mm-hmm. than she did literature. Yes, sir. Yes. Now sir. she had a semester assignment for us on the literature side, but most of our time was spent with grammar. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a preference on one side of that or the other, or do you just like to write? I know you just said that, but I I do. I love a good grammar <laughs> lesson and everything. I I whenever I was in like the younger grades, like third, fourth, second, whatever, my favorite things ever finding the verbs and adjectives and underlining the adjectives and putting a box around the verbs and finding the subject. Like I I love diagramming and all that stuff. That was, so you did do some diagramming. Oh yeah, I I diagramming wasn't my favorite thing ever, but actually finding the stuff to put in the diagram, that's what I loved. Okay. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And then once I got into comp one and two, it was, you know, fully focused on writing and stuff like that. And that's where I found that I really, really liked to write and stuff. So I learned in comp one and two, I didn't know how to write. <laughs> that was what I learned. Because our, again, our teacher was so grammar focused and then mm-hmm. a little bit of literature. We really didn't write a lot. And so when I got to college and they started in comp one and comp two, handing out these writing assignments, I was just blown away because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, thankfully, I've had a really, really, really great um, comp one and two teacher. I've taken from the same person both semesters, and she's really, really great. She's, I was, whenever I first started going, I was trying to decide between whether or not I wanted to be um, a math professor, an English professor. And it was because of her that I chose that I wanted to be an English professor, just because of the way that she taught. And um, she's also a Christian, but at EMCC, you can't really just like throw it in your face that you're like a Christian. You can mention it, but it, it can't be something where it's just like 
all over the place and and everything, you know. But she would kind of integrate really, really well where it was an obvious thing. And she's so different from the other teachers that that you could tell that there was something about her that was different, Mm -hmm. even if she wasn't throwing it in your face that, oh, she's a Christian, oh, she believes in God. Like, you could just tell by the way of her actions. And that was something because it's, it's hard to find a job that's not focused about like ministry and things like that and still putting it in there i mean it's you're an english teacher and it's it's not very much biblical things but she was able to like share her faith through like just her actions and that was really cool to see that that's neat mm-hmm. it's a great way i mean it's a great testimony on her part that she's able to in- integrate her faith into her class without going over the boundaries that the mm-hmm. school has set so all right, Andre, tell us about your favorite subject in school or perhaps your favorite teacher. And this is going to be really complicated if you don't answer correctly since you were homeschooled. So my favorite subject would have definitely been math or algebra, just that type of math. Um, I just always enjoyed doing stuff with numbers. I was better at that than words. <laughs> so that's always been my favorite. And then like with homeschooling, my mom helped me for like, the first couple, like kindergarten and first grade, she kind of taught me. But then after that, we had um, like DVDs sent with our subjects that we had. So I had like actual teachers that were just on DVDs. So I had teachers throughout all school. And then there was a few uh, classes that I took in person, just like other homeschoolers were having a class. And then my favorite teacher would have been uh, at when I took dual enrollment classes at EMCC. Her name was Miss Jenny Leonard. She caught, she taught comp one. So she was really good. She actually like taught me how to like to write because I was not a good writer, but she helped me like become better. And I really enjoyed it taking it from her. That is the mark of a great teacher. When you can take a student who doesn't like the subject matter and you can convince them that first of all, they can do it, but secondly, they can actually kind of like it. And that means they're really good at what they do. So that's cool. I appreciate you sharing that. You know, we had a couple of uh, people who in the previous podcast, they were high school graduates, and they had done homeschooling for the majority of their time. And both of them said, when I said, who's your favorite teacher? They said, my mom. And like, <laughs> it was a safe answer, and I, I knew what they meant by that. So that makes sense. Okay, Amanda, um, let's go back now. You're finishing up high school. What are two, maybe three experiences you had? They don't, they don't even have to be with the school. They could be here at the church. They could be in life in general. What are two or three fond memories you're going to carry with you from this period of your life well i guess everything has a good side and a bad side to it so i did marching band all throughout high school which was a lot of fun but it was a lot of work it was because we had to go to all the football games they were away or at home and then we had to practice go to school like 30 minutes earlier than everyone else did and then on thursdays we had to go after school and practice and so it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And I'm going to be in the band at MSU next year. Oh, you're going to do the band there, too. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's exciting. Okay, now I know at Starville High School, you guys have a band camp in advance of school yeah. that's in the summer. It is. And it's got to be extremely it's in hot. July. <laughs> now, you go early, but by the time, I mean, 10 o'clock comes along, it's oh. very hot. Oh, yeah. Now, how long were you there every day? Well, the last year we did six days, and so it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we went three times. So we went in the morning from like 8.15 to like 12.30, 
or like 12 maybe and then we had like an hour and a half lunch break and then we came back until like 4 30 and then we had like an hour dinner break and came back to like 8 30. wow <laughs> yeah that's a long time it's in the heat time. well the second half, we practiced the music inside. Oh, you got to move inside? Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was thinking if you guys were outside in the heat of the afternoon and in the evening, y'all would be wilted by the end yeah, of the day. It was, we practiced in the morning and the evening, like marching, and then in the middle, like in the heat of the day, we were inside. Okay, that's good. So band is going to be one of your special memories, and I'm sure you had a lot of Friday nights where you were out late. In all types of weather as well. Yeah. Well, if it rained too hard, we couldn't pl- play because it would wreck our instruments. Oh, I see. I play a woodwind instrument, and they can't be in the rain. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, sometimes we got home at like 2 o'clock you know, yeah. in the morning. <laughs> if we had to like travel to a far away game. Now, would they? I'm assuming they would have to feed you some meal along the way. Yeah. Okay. They didn't just make you get... In the bus right after school, no. go to a game, get oh. home at two, and you hadn't had anything to eat. No, we we normally left at like five. Like it depended on how far away the game was, but we didn't leave directly from school like the football players would, because they like practice and eat lunch every time. But <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that. Okay, what other memories do you have? Special memories. Well, I guess a senior walkthrough I did today. <laughs> yeah, y'all did a senior walkthrough. So explain what. For those who might be listening who don't know what the senior walkthrough is, explain what that was. Okay, so we walked through all the schools in our school district. So, thanks. We uh, went to Emerson, Emerson Preschool. So all the kids would line up in the hallways, and we just walked down the middle. And so we went to Emerson, West Elementary, Suddeth, Henderson Ward Stewart, Overstreet, Armstrong, or Partnership Middle School, Armstrong Junior High, and then Starkville High School. So eight stops. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the kids were excited, you said, earlier yeah. before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, they were really excited. It was really fun. You probably gave out more high fives today than you've ever given out in your life. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> and the little kids, I mean, they just, oh, they loved it. They were so cute. <laughs> it, it makes me wonder, though. Did they enjoy the walkthrough, or did they enjoy and celebrate, hey, we're out of class, we don't have to go to class? I think for the little kids, they were excited to see older people. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I remember being little and looking at like the high schoolers and being like, wow. And they just seemed like giants. They just seemed like giants. Heroes. I felt like a giant walking through like the <laughs> elementary schools. Yeah. That's great. Do you have any other memories that you're going to stand out? Well, let's see. Well, we went to Chile when I was in ninth grade. Oh, yeah. So that counts. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that experience. So my dad got a Fulbright scholarship to teach at a university in Coquimbo, Chile. 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 <laughs> so th- is that how they say it, Chile? Because I've always uh, called it Chile yeah, growing not like up in Mississippi. Chile, because that's not Spanish. Right. But yeah, it's been so long. I'm not sure, quite sure how they say it. Chile, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, he got a Fulbright scholarship, and so we moved down there from July until the beginning of December of 2019. So, was it scary? Yeah, it was. Really? 
And well, how did you do the school part? Did you do correspondence? Did your mom teach you during that time? Did you just lay out and not do really a lot of schoolwork? <laughs> my mom taught me, but I uh, kind of shrinked back from my duties. Okay. <laughs> that's why I have a B in geometry. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we're getting to the real yeah. truth of the matter. Well, it's a long story with our school district. I had to take a test when we came back, and the test wasn't really geometry. It was like all the math, and so I didn't know <laughs> Oh, wow. I was like doing statistics, and I was like, I don't know this. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I have a B. I don't have to be afraid of getting a B, because I have it in geometry, yeah. which is my least favorite math class. So. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I probably would have made a D if I'd gone to Chile <laughs> for six months. Well, I mean. And taken yeah. geometry that way. Because it was, it was already hard enough, yeah. you know, as it was. So Yeah. Well, I didn't really apply myself. So if I applied myself, I probably would have learned it better. So while you were in Chile, did you pick up the language pretty easily? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so you can't speak Spanish today if I were to say, Amanda, give us a sentence in Spanish. You you don't really want to do that. Not really. I okay. mean, I took like two and a half, three years of Spanish class and lived in a foreign country speaking Spanish for six months, but I can't really speak Spanish. Okay. <laughs> I th it's one of those muscle memory yeah. things. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And we were like, we were on the 20th floor of our apartment building. So we were kind of like secluded from everyone else. I see. Wow. Yeah. But still, it's an experience you can oh, talk about for years yeah, and years it to was come. Definitely like, was it an experience that showed God's provision? Because like we went in and, you know, I was, I don't know, 14, 15. Um, and I just really got to see my parents like rely on God and how he provided for us. Um, like leading up to when we left, we started praying every Sunday night about like things that we needed when we were get there. Like, how are we gonna have a car? Where are we gonna live? Like all these things. Right. And we still pray on Sunday nights as a family. <laughs> That's good. That's neat. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. That's really yeah, cool. It was really cool. Cause like when we got there, like I watched my parents like rely completely on God to provide things for us, and so I don't know. I guess it kind of strengthened relationship with god too that's neat you're seeing a part of his creation that you'd never seen before oh. interacting with people that you don't yeah. really know and yet god's using that experience in a positive way to shape who you are in your faith yeah. so it's neat yeah. chile was gorgeous it's like it's really long uh -huh. if you look at the map of south america it's along the left side but like it's all the way up the left side and like it stretches from like desert to like the beach to like freezing cold like we went down and saw king penguins <laughs> really yeah it gets that cold in it the gets, southern part oh, it was like cold and it was summertime <laughs> hmm. what yeah. a neat experience it's gorgeous that's great all right Corey. two <laughs> or three <laughs> memories that you're gonna have from high school even further back i i think i would say most of my camp or DNAL experiences, those are some of the ones that I remember the best. And that's where I got closest to people and just kind of saw. Um, my favorite one so far, at least, I have one left in the summer, but my favorite was probably this past DNAL because I've been a Christian for a, a while, like probably five or six years or so, or maybe a little bit longer. But I hadn't genuinely like devoted myself. And 
in September of last year, some things kind of happened where like my life just kind of changed a little bit and I just kind of just depended more on God and his peace and him. And I learned more about his character and I got like a real relationship with him and I had a real relationship with him and I had studied my Bible and I knew stuff from my Bible and that type of stuff. And so then whenever I went to the D-Now in January, it was a total different experience just because, you know, whenever the last night is, you know, you're like on this kind of high and you're like praising God because you've like felt him throughout like the weekend. But it was a, a situation where like I was praising him because I had felt him for the past four months. It wasn't something where it was just those two nights. Like it was something where it's like, he has been there since the very, very beginning. And I can see him working throughout all that. And now I have a personal relationship with him and I can praise him for that. Not just praise him for the past two days, but for the, the past, like my whole entire life, just because uh, there are certain times where I didn't even know like he was there. But now I can look back and see like he was working in all those little situations. And so whenever like, I got to be there and just like praising him with like the worship and the worship music and stuff like that. It was a total different experience because I was worshiping a God that I knew mm-hmm. and a God that I, <laughs> I knew why I was worshiping him rather than it was all the emotion built up when you've, you're tired and you stayed up until 5 a.m., you know, and like all that stuff. Like it was, I had a reason and it wasn't just because that's what the emotions were telling me to do. It was something where I was like, yeah, like I have a reason for it. And I've been praising him for the past four months, but this is somewhere where you can do it publicly, you know. Right. That's neat. I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. It, you're so right. Often the case is that uh, youth that are disciple now, they get on an emotional high. Mm-hmm. And so some of that that you've talked about, worshiping God and being kind of emotional, it just it follows the long weekend of all the activities and staying up late, like you said. But in this case, it was something bigger. Yes, sir. You could look back and see God had been at work yeah. a lot longer. Yeah. And it was just, it was a really, it was a crazy experience, honestly. Just because, I don't know, all the other camps before, you know, you're, it's like that last night and everything's built up and you're just like, oh my goodness, that's just my rest, the rest of my life is going to be praising Jesus like this. This is so crazy. And then you wake up on Monday morning and you're like, mm, I'm going to sleep the extra 20 minutes instead of reading my Bible. And you kind of, you wake up and you're like, well, I'm not as stoked as I was at camp to be praising Jesus. Like I'm not as like, I'm not jumping up and down in my car listening to like, my Christian music like I was at camp, but it kind of like sometimes it, like at these camps when it's like you're so built on emotion, you kind of learn to praise a God of high emotions and oh my goodness, my life has changed and oh, this is this, when like God isn't just a like snap what like at a moment for a moment of time moment of time he is a consistent god that is going to stay there consistently throughout the time and so whenever you go through these like highs and lows and highs and lows you forget that god is the one that's consistent and it's you that you just haven't been consistent with him very good insight i appreciate you sharing (laughs) that that's a very rich insight any other memories um i i feel like this is me just 
like I'm not just saying this because I'm in a church building right now. This is just something that's like really changed my life recently. But um, in like last year, 2022, um, I went through like this like little breakup, you know, like all the high school <laughs> classic thing. Like I know, I know, you know, all that. Anyways, and then like my grandfather passed away, and there was just lots and lots of like changes and stuff like that. But it ended up being like the best year of my whole entire life because I started in that like breakup he actually decided to become an atheist and so that's why we broke up and I kind of started to be like okay well who is this God like that I've been praising this whole time and so I started to read my Bible just to try to figure out who it was like who he is who is this God that I've been learning about and worshiping for so many years but I don't even really know who he is. And so I started to read my Bible. And the more that I got to know him, the more that I was like obsessed with it. Like it was, it was something where I could not wake up and like just not be able to read my Bible or go to sleep and not be able to read my Bible and not out of something where I felt guilty for it. Like, oh, I need to read my Bible today. Like it wasn't out of guilt. It was out of like need. Like I had to, I had to read my Bible. I had to like learn more about him. And the more that I got to know him, the more that I wanted him. And like God is just, he's endless and his knowledge is endless and his love is endless. And in a place where you're constantly wanting more like that's where you find god the most because he is constantly more and more and more and like that's all we want we constantly want more love we want more comfort and that's because god is in in, like infinite god he's an endless god he loves you infinitely like that's what we should be craving and we crave that for a reason but we fill it up with things that are never going to be infinite and so once i like learn that and I was like obsessed with it and things kind of started to click where it was like people have been saying this to me for years and years and years and I thought I knew what it meant but now I really know what it means you know and it was like all those things and it changed like my perspective on the whole my whole entire life and I thought that I was I thought that I had the real thing but I just had the tip of the iceberg like is I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I believed that he loved me but I didn't really know him. And that that is what changed my life. To know the person that created you and to know the person that loves you endlessly, that's what changed my life. If somebody will start playing the music, we'll have an invitation right now. <laughs> Let some people respond to the Lord Jesus and to the Holy Spirit's work. I mean, we just got, got a worship going on right here. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, I I'm promise, not making fun of you. That I promise was really I'm not good. just saying that because I'm in a church. Like that's just something that like it was a big part of my life and still is. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> no, no, you did a fantastic job. <laughs> that was very powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Andre, two or three memories. And they don't have to be as strong as that is from a spiritual standpoint. That was awesome. Andre is very spiritual. He's very, very wise. He knows a lot. He was he was at that point way before I was, so all right. there <laughs> he you doesn't go, have Andre. to prove himself. No pressure here, Andre. No pressure. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that, but okay. <laughs> um, some of like the biggest memories and things that I'll never forget about is Star Wars Christian. They allowed me to come play baseball with them. They take homeschoolers in. So that's one of the biggest things is getting to go play the sport I love most and doing that all four years of high school. So getting to play baseball with them was the biggest thing. Now, let's stop. 
tell everybody the positions you play because you're kind of a utility guy. You do a lot. Yeah. So this past year, I played pitcher, catcher, shortstop, second, third, and a little bit in the outfield. So I was kind of all over, but my primary positions would have been catcher and pitcher the whole season. And you're a good catcher. I've seen you. I don't know if I've seen you pitch, but I've seen you catch, and you do a great job. Thank you. Catcher's really important for those who don't know a lot about baseball. He's kind of the quarterback, if you will, of the baseball team. So it's a very significant position that you hold. Yeah, definitely enjoy it. That's definitely my favorite position was catcher. And other experiences? So the other big thing is getting the chance to play on the worship team with Crosspoint. Um, I've played piano for six or seven years, and then – I also lead worship Wednesday nights at youth group. That's where like I really started to get involved with worship music, and I'll sing every once in a while. But having that chance to lead worship and glorify God through that way has been like one of the best things in my high school, having the chance to do that. All right, now let's give a shout-out to Miss Katie Johnson. Yes. She's been your piano teacher. Yes. When did you hook up with her as far as start taking lessons? I started taking lessons with her when I was 10, I think, and then I took lessons for five or six years. So I just stopped this past year because we were kind of at the point where we weren't getting to a lot. But so then I was just playing chords for Sunday morning worship. Do you feel like you could pretty much take any piece of music at this point and with a little time be able to pick it out and begin to play it? I can't. I can read music, not as well as I should be able to, but I usually just play by ear and reading chords. Okay. So you just show me like the chord sheet, and then I'll read that and then play by ear. Okay. Did that ever cause conflict? Because I've heard some people say because they play by ear, it makes it less appealing or it's more difficult to play the notes as they're written. Did you ever have that struggle? Definitely did. Okay. Reading notes is not something I enjoyed a lot, but I did it, and I like liked it when I was done learning it, but trying to figure out the, all the little notes is hard for me to do. Okay, so I, I took piano for five years when I was a child, and then when I got into sports, that's when I dropped it. Now, at this point, my parents told me this when I dropped it. They said, you're going to miss it one day, and you will want to play in the future when you're an adult, but you can't see that, and we're going to let you quit, but you're going to probably pay a price later in life there's some truth to that you know because i didn't stay with it long enough i wish i could play because now i can't play sports but i could still play the piano if i'd kept going with it so i'm proud that you're able to play i didn't have the ability to listen to it by ear i had to learn the notes but i know some people who play by ear and they can play anything almost yeah my parents so when i was I was like maybe three years in taking lessons, and I felt like it was just school. And I told my parents I wanted to quit, I wanted to stop. And my dad told me, he said, if you can find three people who quit piano and didn't regret it, then we can let you quit. Oh, wow, what a challenge. <laughs> I couldn't find anyone, so here I am. Okay. So I'm very thankful that he made me do that. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to have to remember that and pass that on to other people <laughs> in the future. Because I'm like you. I'm like, Your dad's correct. I don't know anybody who took piano and then later quit, and as an adult said, I'm glad I quit. Nobody. I've always heard people say, like me, I wish I'd have stuck with it a little longer. Yeah. So, all right, any other memories? Um, I guess kind of like what Corey said, like with camps and stuff, last year is called M-Fuge. That was like my favorite camp of all time. Um, we went for a week. We went down to Mobile, Alabama, and this camp was called Missions Fuge. 
So we had like our typical worship sessions and everything, but during the afternoons, we would go out on like a mission field. So my group, we, our whole group was split up and we were going with other churches, but my group had gone to a disability home and like first week we, or the first day I got there, I was very uncomfortable, wasn't super excited about it, but like by the end of it, it had changed me so much to like be willing to go out there and just talk to people and like have gospel uh, conversations if I could get to those. And then through that week, I really found like my purpose of like wanting to lead worship eventually one day. And like our job as Christians is to lead all nations or disciple all nations and to lead other people to Christ. Um, so that's where I like really learned to go out and be that Christ-like uh, person. I appreciate you sharing that. I think Smith Wooten was in our previous interview, yes. and I think he mentioned that same experience of going to the home where there were people with special needs, and it made a profound impact on him as well. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. All right, so you're you're going to be graduating or have graduated, maybe. Um how do you think your parents and your siblings are going to handle this? <laughs> are they nervous? Are they sad? Are they happy? What What's going on at your house, Amanda? My mom was in the room when I looked at the question on this one. So she she, she kind of saw it. it. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was, well, I speak out loud to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was reading the question, and she stopped and gave me an answer. What did she say? So she said that they are excited for me to begin this new like section of my life but they're also sad that i won't be able to be at home with them consistently i see yeah i think i think they are excited for me I yeah think. <laughs> i think they're ready to like see me grow mm-hmm. and like come out of my shell a little bit more <laughs> i was gonna say you're very you're very quiet you're probably the quietest person we've ever had on a mic here oh. and i know sarab's trying to figure out what he's oh. gonna do to jack your voice up a little bit <laughs> Sorry. that's okay you should have told me i could speak louder oh okay well i didn't know i, I just needed to bring that up because <laughs> i've seen him over here just working and i know what he's doing because i've been with him enough to know but uh anyway so your parents are going to be excited but sad well, just sad that, like, I won't be able to be at home with him. Like, my mom was like, oh, I'm sad I won't get, be able to, like, ask you how your day was and, like, see when you come home and all that stuff. And I know Cassie's definitely sad that I'm going. She'll be sad? <laughs> Every time we mention it, she's like, don't leave me. <laughs> Maybe she's scared of being at home alone with your parents. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I was reading into that stuff that it didn't need to be no, read into. She's just, we're like best friends. And Aww. so I think, like, even though I'm only moving like 20 minutes away, I won't be the room right next door anymore. Right. Yeah. But you can run home being at Mississippi State. You can run home if you need to. Yeah, except I don't think I'll have a car next year. So oh. they have to come pick me up. I see. Well, that may change the dynamic a little bit. You may have yeah. to not go home as much. Yeah. Well, I'm going home on Saturdays to do laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Understand that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Corey, how how about your family? Now, you said you're the youngest of four mm-hmm. children, so your parents have been down this road several times. Yeah. My my siblings, they're all they're all gone, so they're not really necessarily. Me not being home isn't really going to change much for them. But my parents, my I'm staying home for my first three semesters of college because 
I'm going to EMCC, which is the place I've been dual enrolling at, and it's eight minutes away. So if I moved out, I would actually be moving further <laughs> away from the college. So I'll still be there and I'll still be around. So my parents are very excited. My mom knows that I really enjoy going to school and they know that I really enjoy my classes and stuff like that. So they're, they're pretty excited for me. I am leaving this summer to go to a summer camp and that is definitely something that they're a lot that they're very sad about me leaving for the yeah. summer. Yeah. So Will you be gone eight, ten weeks, twelve? I don't know how many weeks. It's from I'm leaving Monday, so May fifteenth until about August third. Okay. So yeah. that's a pretty good stretch. It's, it's all summer. Yeah. Um but I'll I'll have break days. So I'll get to come home every it's like every three weeks or so for like a day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't even like mention it to my mom because I'll be like, Oh, this is my last like Friday, this is my last Tuesday, like last Wednesday and she's like, No, don't say it, don't say it. Like she she can't take it. My sister, she's moving to Olive Branch um in July to teach. She just graduated today. And so from Mississippi State. From Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Right. And she'll be teaching at Olive Branch. And she like I can't mention it to her because once I get back from camp she'll be gone. Right. So she I can't mention it to her. She's she's like, No, don't talk about it. <laughs> so can you remember being the youngest, your older siblings moving away and did it upset you? Never. No. Okay. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Never. You were happy. I was stoked. Yeah, I was. I was extremely happy. But with that being said, they all they didn't move very far. Yeah. My um, my sister she moved pretty far, but she she went to this like camp. She worked at camps and did like that. And she was a little bit older once she moved out. She was like twenty one, I think, once she moved out. And then my brother he moved out and he moved down like the road, like two minutes Close by. yeah with his like he had a friend and they built an apartment and that's where he stayed so it was like two minutes away he was going to school at mississippi state which is 15 minutes away from my house like it wasn't a big deal and then when my sister moved out she just could not get away like she has she moved into my nana's house which is across the road and then she moved from there to like a road down with her friend and then she finally moved a little bit further like 11 minutes away <laughs> so this move to olive branch is pretty significant yes she she loves my parents and she loves family and she didn't really plan on moving far away but it's a really really great school and so it, it was a thing where not very many like first year teachers get the opportunity to work there and she's a fan she will be a fantastic teacher so she's yeah. she definitely can do it but yeah it was a very big opportunity a very big deal so she took it okay all right now andre it's a little different scenario for you uh, so are you going to live at home? Are you moving out? As of now, I will be living at home for at least probably another year or two. Okay. Um, it really depends. Like with that job that I applied for, if I get that, then I'd still be living at home for at least another two, possibly four more years. But Trenton is definitely ready for me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> if he could find a way to get you out, yes. he probably would. Okay. Yeah. We came home from graduation. He was like, all right, get out. It's time for you to go. <laughs> All right, well, with that as a backdrop for the next question, so I'm going to start with you since you've already kind of been in it a little bit here. You're not going to college. You've got a potential job on the line. You're working in a current job. So tell everybody about that so they can understand the dynamic of how that works. So currently I'm working for Black Prairie Constructions for AMZ Lambright. Um, 
I've been working there for past two or three years, and I've, and he likes you working for him. Yes, he does. He doesn't want to let me go. That's so. correct. I've heard him say that. <laughs> um, I really enjoy it there. I've learned a ton from them. It's been really good for me to do that. And so I had applied for an apprenticeship program, which if I get it, so it would be it's two year. It's a two year program. And it's forty hours a week. So I'd be going to school at EMCC and working for them as well. So, and I'd be paid, they would pay for me to go to school, but I had an interview with them. I'm still waiting to hear back from them on everything. So if I don't get that, I'm just going to keep working for BlackBerry and see what happens in the next couple of years. If I do get the job, then I would start sometime in July and be there for the next two to four years. Okay. So it's a great opportunity either way. Cause I know Amzie would love to have you stay on his team, yes. uh, but SDI would be a great opportunity as well. So that's good. All right. Corey, you're going to EMCC. I think you've alluded mm-hmm. to that. What are the plans beyond that? Have you thought about that yet? Yeah. So after, once I get back from my camp that I'm working at, I'll be going to EMCC for my first three semesters because since I dual enrolled, I got a semester done. Um, and then I'm trying right now to decide between Delta State and Ole Miss just because they they both have really, really great English secondary education programs. So I'm trying to decide between the two. I, both are really great schools. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Delta State at the moment just because it's a smaller college, and I, I kind of like that. But I don't know. I haven't quite decided that. But then after that, I'll get my master's probably at Ole Miss, and then um, I'll consider getting my doctorate. Okay. Yep. You've got big plans. <laughs> You're going to be in school forever. Yeah. As you said earlier. Yeah. For, yeah. From from now on. That's right. Yeah. Delta State does have a really good teacher education mm-hmm. program. They've yeah. been known for that. For yeah. They they years started years. as an education school. Right. So that's where my aunt um is a teacher, and then my uncle is a principal, and they both went to Delta State, and they both really 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 liked it, and that's where my cousin's going, and he he had planned on being in a uh, high school English teacher. <coughs> And then, like, he ended up changing his plans, but he he's going to Delta State. Okay. Yeah. All right, Amanda. Obviously, you've said you're going to be in the MSU Maroon Band, but yeah. does that mean you're going to be at Mississippi State, or you're just going to join the band oh. without going to school? I don't think you can do that. Okay, I didn't think so either. <laughs> so what are you going to major in? I don't know if anyone has any suggestions, but honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've ruled out a lot of options. So right now you're doing a process of elimination. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm going in undeclared. Okay. But Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> tells pl- me that. <laughs> you got plenty of time. Yeah. So I'll just take like the basic standard classes that everyone takes, like basic math and English and science and stuff. And then hopefully by the time freshman year is over, I know what I want to major in. Okay. What are some that you've eliminated that you know are not going to be possibilities? Engineering. Engineering. Okay. <laughs> Law, medicine, animals. Okay. Like all, all the major ones are kind of... They're off the table. Yeah. Okay. Marine biology? Oh, no. Okay. That's what your dad does, so... Not really. Well... Well, sort of. He does fisheries and aquaculture fisheries, yeah that's right. aquaculture it's not really the same <laughs> yeah that's right you're right he works with fish and tanks on land right mm. for food but you don't want to do that oh no okay <laughs> no i was thinking maybe something with like words because i like 
words a lot uh-huh. uh or like music or something would you would you consider being a band director since you've been in the band so long i don't really want to be a band director i just enjoy playing my instrument okay. which is why i've stayed in band for so long i see yeah okay that makes sense all right, so uh, I think we're coming down to the last couple of questions that I wanted to give to you. I can't remember exactly what they were, but I believe one of them is, how can our church be praying for you um, as you get ready to go forward? And this ties with the second question that goes along with it. Like, What are you excited about in the near future, and then what are your biggest concerns about the near future? Because all of that may tie together as far as what we pray about, so... Amanda, what are your concerns, biggest concern, and then what would be something you're really excited about as you go into college? I guess I'm excited for, like, the new experiences. And I, while in high school, I haven't made, like, the close best friend that I really wanted to make in high school. And so I'm looking forward to making that friend in college. Right. (laughs) And, I don't know, just finding more about myself and... I don't know, strengthening my relationship with the Lord. But I'm, like, nervous about having to make all the big decisions on my own. Like, I think I can make decisions on my own, but it's just, like, I'll have to do everything on my own. That makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of our prayer for you, praying that you could meet the right friend. Yeah. Or friends, not just one. Yeah. And then confidence when you make the big decisions. (laughs) Yeah, also just that. I'll be, like, brave and courageous enough to put myself out there because you can't really make friends if you're not trying to make friends. And I struggle with that sometimes because I'm very closed in. Like, I don't really show myself to a lot of people. And so, like, I want to be able to put myself out there more than I do now (laughs) to, like, make the friends that I want to make. And just that... I'll have confidence in the that the Lord has a plan for me and that it's the right plan. Because honestly, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And so maybe that he'd show me what his plan is for the rest of my life. That's I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> That's really good insight and knowing your personality because you are quiet and reserved. Putting yeah. yourself out there is going to be a big step. But it is. you're right. It's one of the... It's what's going to have to happen probably yeah. for you to meet a few more people and have that opportunity to meet the friend that you're looking for. Can't so. make friends if you're not friendly. That's that's a true <laughs> statement. You could not have said it any better. That's a great statement. I appreciate you sharing that. All right, Corey, what are you looking forward to? What makes you nervous? How can we pray for you? Um, I think I'm most looking forward to just to see, like, what plan God has for me, honestly. I mean, my life has, like, drastically changed since I've been, like, a devoted Christian and stuff like that. So I'm very excited just to see, like, I mean, I've gotten a taste of, like, what it's like to be a devoted Christian and be a high schooler, but I'm excited to see what he teaches me and what he shows me in college and throughout all of that and have new opportunities and things like that. And also just with, like, I'm not, I'm, I don't really love change. I kind of like to stick with the same. I don't necessarily want to leave high school. Like I I like to keep everything the same. But in those like scary times, it gives me a very, very, very great opportunity to to be very dependable on 
like dependent on God. So I'm, that's, that's actually kind of something that I'm looking forward to where I'm going to be kind of thrown out and it'd be like a whole different situation, but it's also a new opportunity where I can depend on God and see where he brings me through the struggles and different things like that. So I'm excited just to see what college life is going to be like as somebody that's a follower of Christ and like trying to find him and like different situations and things like that and seeing him in different situations and as you know like as you go on with your life the more you learn about God the more you love him and so I know that in one year I'm going to be even more in love with him than I am now and tomorrow I'm going to be even more in love with him than I am today and so like seeing the future which is something that used to be so scary to me just because I like to be where I am now I didn't want to change I didn't want to be anything different I wanted it to stay the same now knowing that like no matter what changes I'll still have God in my life like that's something that gives me a lot of comfort just because I know that the more and more I seek him the more and more I'll know him the more and more I love him the more and more he'll give me reasons to love him and so then like living that out and living that life and living with him would just make me want to live with him more and see him more and stuff like that so I'm very excited just to just to kind of live and, and see and see what he brings me through and see what he shows me and see what he teaches me just because I know that he's going to teach me a lot, even through the very simple things when I don't even know that he's teaching me something, you know. Right. Um, the thing I'm most nervous about, probably, I don't know, I think just because our like youth group is so, so close, we have like we have a lot of seniors. I don't know how many seniors there are I in think our there youth are 12? group. Yeah. Maybe maybe more than that. It's a lot. And I it's this is gonna be really embarrassing for me to say, but I've kind of gotten like used to like the dominance of you know like, of the group. Yeah, you know, and we're all so close. We've like all been together for the past like five or so years. We all know each other really well, and now we're all spreading apart and we're going into like new church groups and new different things like that, where you get so used to something like that and being so used to the same like people that you're super close with and getting into like a different thing where you're the freshman now. Like right. it's, you know, we see the middle schoolers coming in and we're like, Oh, they're so young and naive and that's going to be us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Yeah. Your status is changing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, I, a couple months ago, probably in February or so, I prayed to God. I was like, you know what? Humble me. And ever since that day, he has been humbling me over and over again. He that is, is a, a dangerous faithful, prayer. He's a faithful God, and he has been humbling me. And I think he's going to humble me in these situations. So I'm also like in that. I'm excited to see where he brings me through that. Like, hopefully I'll be super humble by the end of it because I'll have a whole lot of reasons to be. I already have a whole lot of reasons to be like very, very humble. Like, he, he shows me those. But <laughs> Okay, so we're going to pray for you. <laughs> to embrace the opportunities that are in front of you yep. so that God can continue to grow you. And then we're going to pray that he'll humble you. Ye well, <laughs> you can. He's already going to do it. I, he, he's already doing Any it. Any other but. prayer requests, though, on your side? Um, I think, honestly, whenever I, I get very, very focused on school and I get very, very focused on my grades, and sometimes when I get so focused on my grades, the first thing to kind of like go out is community <laughs> and so like keeping that like focusing on my grades focusing on school like doing well but also keeping that community just because I know that's very important to have in your relationship with God too and like things like that so 
That's just, good. just keeping with community and staying in touch with friends and things like that. Okay. Andre, what are you most looking forward to? And then what concerns you the most about the next season of life? I guess what I'm like most looking forward to, one of the big things is like what Corey was saying about how we're all about to spread out. It's kind of seeing where everyone's going to end up and what God's going to do in their lives and how they're going to like live and what happens to them. Because for me, like I really don't know what's going to happen with my future and what's going to happen, what God has planned for me. That's like one of my biggest things is I really have to work on trusting God's plan because I thought I'd be somewhere else right now with how everything was planned out, but God's got a different plan for me. So that's like one of the things I've been most nervous about is God's plan and I'm not, like I have to work on really trusting Him and His plan for me. Um, But like, I guess another thing is going out and finding new friends, um, something I'm looking forward to. Like, I'm not super sociable. I'm not the greatest talker, but I'm excited about like God changing me in that way and helping me to grow and become more sociable and more outgoing and stuff like that. That's good. I appreciate you sharing that. So we can definitely pray for you to have the boldness as we talked about with Amanda a few minutes ago to make those new friends and then uh, and then just to anticipate what God's got in store for you as well as your circle that you've got right now, which is a very close circle. I agree with that. So that's good. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to be a part of our podcast. And see, now you can put this on your resume (laughs) that you've done a podcast that can be a part of your uh, selling point when you're going into a job interview. If they say, have you ever done any like podcasts? And you can say, yes, I have. (laughs) And that'll give you another piece uh, maybe to put on the table to get the job. So anyway, but we're really excited that you've joined us today. And I do want to encourage you to know uh, that God does have some big plans for you. I don't know what those are because I'm not God, but... He's got plans for each one of you. He's going to use you in great ways, and it's going to be exciting from my vantage point to see how that works out in the years ahead. But trust Him. Walk faithfully with Him. He's always going to be faithful to you, and it's it's going to go okay. There will be some bumps and bruises, but it's okay. He's going to he's going to get you through, and I'm excited about that. So any last comments any one of the three of you want to make? You're good? All right. It's yes. been really fun. Good. I'm glad you <laughs> liked it. Yeah. You know, Amanda, I'll have to say, but when I saw the list, I was most concerned. I didn't know how you would respond uh, because I knew you were so quiet and oh. reserved. And you've done a great job. Well, I figured, uh, well, <laughs> with like senior week, I've done pretty much every single event they've had for us to do, which I originally wasn't planning to do all of them. I was like, I don't really want to go skating with people I don't know. <laughs> right. But. I had a lot of fun because I really like skating. And so, like, I figured I might as well. Yeah. When else am I going to have a chance to do a podcast? Who knows? It may be in 20 years we're listening to the Amanda Allen podcast. (laughs) Because this this is going to, like, set in motion your future that you've been looking for. You may may walk away from this and go, that was so fun. I want to do that again for maybe every week of my life. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Good. I'm glad. All right. Well, we're glad that you've joined us for today's Discover Crosspoint podcast. I know it's been a blessing to listen to these students share about their lives. If you know someone who would enjoy it as well, please share it with them. Give us a good rating and review. That's how other people can find us. And then we hope you can come back and join us for the next Discover Crosspoint podcast. And we hope you have a great day.